this is Kate Magic and you're listening to the Raw Living Podcast. Raw Living is Europe's leading raw foods and superfood supplier and I founded the company back in 2002. In this interview series, I'm talking to some of the people behind the brands that we offer on our shop to find out what exactly is the ethos behind the company. Not just the ingredients that they use and the processes that they use to create the end results, but I'm asking them other questions like how do they show respect for the environment, how do they treat their workers and their relationship to the farmers who grow the crops. All the companies that we work with are putting huge amounts of dedication and commitment into creating products that are benefiting not just you, but also the whole ecosystem, the planet, the people. And with this series, I'm hoping to show insights into that. When you're shopping with these companies, you're really not just investing in your health, you're truly investing in a better world for us all. Today is one from Pakari, the Ecuadorian cacao company, telling us about their really excellent cacao products and how they produce them. Hi Juan, how are you today? Very well, and you Kate? Yeah, I'm really excited to speak with you. I'm a real, really so passionate about cacao and always learning all the time. So I'm really loving um, the Pakari cacao and I know you really take so much great care and lengths to producing some of the highest quality cacao in the world right now, I would say. So I'm really interested to learn more about yeah how you do that. And uh, maybe let's just start with how long the company's been going and how it all started. Well, um, the company, it's already 20, it's going to be 21 years this year, starting in 2002. And um, although I'm not a founder, I represent the brand here in the United Kingdom. And um, Carla and Santiago, a couple, Ecuadorian couple, started this company in Ecuador in 2002 and um, the idea came because they were um, traveling tasting chocolates and in the packagings they were reading ecuador and then they found out that none of those chocolates were made in ecuador at all and um, farmers were not getting what they should get and the industries were all abroad and still that's the case for the majority of our chocolates in the United Kingdom and in the developed world where over 90% of them are made in non-cacao grown nations. So they wanted to change that and that's how it all started. So at the heart of it is this idea of making sure that the farmers are really well treated right and it's a whole fair trade enterprise it, it is that and beyond because um not not only the farmers but creating the know-how the industries locally so that you can distribute more wealth of the final chocolate in the country of origin and um finish with that kind of post-colonial trading model where uh, producing countries ex export the raw materials and then the added value is somewhere else. And this, then you start this 
concept, no Italian coffee, and Italy doesn't grow coffee plants, and uh, Swiss chocolate, Belgian chocolate, and the right. cacao doesn't grow there. So right. how you start breaking that and showing, and the other factor as well, uh, apart from the one you mentioned, is to say in Ecuador is where cacao trees started, part of Peru, part of Colombia, that's where the cacao tree started its origins. And in what today is that part of the world, over 70% of the finest cacao trees grow. So Ecuador has around that 67% of fine cacao trees. And um, it was not used properly and only few companies were doing that and they said well we want to bring that to more masses to more people and show that we have great cacao that requires loads of care and work and that we have fantastic people behind that small farmers who grow them in a biodiverse environment protecting our rainforest etc and we want to create opportunities here in Ecuador and do the best chocolate for the world, right. not the best chocolate in the world. So this is something that's pretty unique about it as well, right? Is that you're producing the products where the cacao grows. Exactly. It's very unique. And I have looked into figures here in the United Kingdom and it's le less than 1.5% of all chocolate brands that we have available are uh, brands that produce chocolate in their cacao growing nation right so it's quite unique as you said yeah yeah and Pacari uh, 20 21 years ago started that kind of smaller revolution in latin america and other places now we have more companies doing that micro batch companies and small companies etc doing that and let's talk a bit about the cacao because you make um, roasted products and the raw products. Can you talk us through, um, just, you know, summarize your raw production process and, and what you notice are like the, the things that really make it stand out as, as being superior? <laughs> <laughs> what it makes, I think, a big difference in terms of it's the quality of the cacao itself. That's the first important thing. A, a fine flavor cacao, like the Arriba Nacional, we use from Ecuador, it's already a fantastic product. And if we then, through the whole process from the harvesting, then um, the, the fermentation and the drying, etc., all those process that require care from the farmers in situ are taken properly, then we continue with that quality through the whole chain. And then in the factories, we have hand selection of the cacao beans that are brought from the organizations and farmers. And, um, and then, as you said, we have the two process for the chocolates the one that the industry call raw, in some place, places they call it unroasted because technically that is the difference. It's yeah. not like a, a raw carrot and a cooked carrot, you know? 
Still, we still have in the fermentation a process that generates temperature. Yeah? So the cacao is not completely raw as we will get it. The only way will be to take it out from the tree, open the cacao pot and get it. Yeah? But um, then the, the very minimal temperatures that are used and uh, the care in the whole uh, process is that brings uh, this quality chocolate that in the last 12 years have uh, won over 400 medals in the International Chocolate Awards. Right. Consistently, every year they get medals. Either first in the regional competition from the whole American continent and then in the world finals. It's the most awarded dark chocolate in the planet. Wow. So, so that, that is amazing. No? And, and, um, and the connection with the farmers is essential. No, and that's why from day one, one of the key things was to uh, do direct trade with the farmers and see what is uh, needed, what sort of capacitations are needed, support that needed in, in, in order of the yeah. pre-harvest and harvesting, etc. No agricultural process. Yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, it's a kind of agroforestry process because it is within the, the rainforest. We are the, the farmers here are not clearing the forest, you no, know, to have monoculture plantations of cacao. So everything starts from there. Mm-hmm. We're finding that it's harder and harder to get good quality, you know, as you say, unroasted cacao because it takes so much longer, I think, to produce. It takes so much care to produce, and a lot of the farmers are not wanting to do that can you just speak to your production methods and um you know the extra steps that you have to put in to ensure the raw product well um i think you mentioned a a very important point there that there's less of that because the care that requires yeah um we are seeing this in the completely in, in, in every industry and the quality food is disappearing because right. we are now in a moment where for the last decades or so supermarkets and have been driving cheap food as as something that is a norm yeah. and we don't then pay and recognize the hard work that is behind, um, in this case, a cacao. We need the farmers to be fully in in the work from day one. Um, And uh, from looking after those trees in the right way, from then uh, understanding how fermentation is so important for the production of chocolate. Now, getting it wrong there could affect the whole production later right. same with the natural drying um, it is a natural drying but you have to avoid direct sunlight and um, the formation of mold etc so you have to be constant looking after this uh, cacao beans that have been already harvested yeah? and then through the hand selection in the factory again looking for the right um, chocolates and then because we have to use uh, 
lower temperatures in case of the they are roasted, we have to take the right time to uh, produce the the chocolate that we are looking for. And for that, you also need chocolatiers working in the factory. It's not just an automated thing. Right. You need people who understand what they want to produce and what they want to offer to the consumers. Right. Um, and, and there you will see, see that the other companies that are produced more in masses don't get that, you know, or, right. or people who don't buy directly their beans and then don't know what they're looking for. You know, they might buy cacao mass or, or they, in terms of like coverture, you know, things like that to produce their chocolates. Or they might um, just buy very cheap cacao that hasn't been looked after properly in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And and we work with farmers, not all our all the farmers we work are organically uh, certified, but also we have some that work towards the biodynamic mm. um, method. You know? So looking at alternatives and, and looking and recognizing that means that Pakari has to pay far more in to farmers as well, you know. And and because they're Ecuadorians, they know that the fair trade minimum price, which is higher than some in many cases market price, is not enough, and you have to go above. Right, right. But I think it's the perfect example of how you know maybe when we're you know being ethical consumers and we're looking for products that are you know, fair trade and organic and all these things that's coming from a desire to, you know, do the best for people and the planet. But actually also what you end up with is is a, a product that just tastes better than anything else. So you can just, with your chocolates, you can taste all the love and all the care that's gone into it all the way through the process. And although they are at the higher end of the price point I personally feel like I need to eat less of them because there's so much there's so much more powerful like there's so much more of that chocolate hit that comes through um can you yeah can you tell us about the yeah like the end products (laughs) yeah you you you're right about when we care about what we produce we put love in it we and in the same as a service, as a person, if we a salesperson or anything, we give the best of ourselves, we produce the best possible. Right. And with the with certification, it that should happen, but not always happen because some people will take that only as a ticking box and just to produce something and just to have it in. Some have some products in the market. And you will notice then the difference between an organic, fair trade, ethically produced chocolate that is produced with also with that love, with that passion behind, and an industrial production of something that has also a ticking box of having one or two products made with ingredients who are certified that way. But they don't put that love into the business. They don't love the workers, they don't love the farmers, they don't love the environment, they don't love our planet. And when you have other companies who are doing the opposite, when they put the love in it, you can see that difference. And Pakari started to put love into from day one. Mm. 
is a kind of a love story. And because they love cacao, they also decided we are not going to produce chocolate bars with less than half of that being cacao. Right. So 50%. But all our bars are 60% and above. Right. Right. So what you said about not wanting to eat more, again, less sugar content. Sugar is one of the elements that makes you want to eat more. You know? But again, the quality of the cacao, as you said, and the richness and the flavors, when you have quality, you don't need quantity. You know? And then the same with a nice glass, glass of, of wine or good coffee. Or I live in Scotland, a nice single malt whiskey. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't need to drink the whole bottle. Right, you know? right. So, but with the cacao, it's the same. And, and you appreciate the flavors. And, and because they come from different regions in Ecuador, you can travel around Ecuador with our chocolates by tasting different flavors. But yeah, you are completely right that the love and the care um, will then bring a much um, higher quality product. Yeah. We, we celebrate those, those achievements with farmers. You know, for example, right. every time Pacari wins a medal, it goes back to the regions, go to meeting the farm because we have to celebrate what the love that they put from the beginning yeah. as well to, yeah. to do this achievement. But it's not just the flavor, like the flavors are uh, so rich within it, but it's also, like I'm saying, the power of the cacao. Oh, yeah. Like mm -hmm. you, I can't eat a whole bar of yours in one go. No, no, no. And um, for, for me, the, the higher content and, for example, the hand, I, sometimes I replace my a, a coffee cup with a hundred percent. You know, because it's so rich and giving me that level of energy. But I don't need that. I need one or two squares mm. of the bar and that's it. And um, one of the products that, uh, because this uh, flavors and all, all, all even that energy that comes out from this chocolate is getting quite popular for us, is the cacao paste. Right. And cacao paste, as you know, is the most essential and basic product after the grilling of the cacao bean. So it's the first thing we get. So um, we we are selling much more of that. We're not going to ever uh, be a, just a seller of that product because we use it for our chocolates. But because we have more, we have started to also bring it to the consumers and they love it for their real hot chocolate experience for making their own creations mm. and 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 our cacao base had those uh, that cons uh, those elements and consistency and flavors that you uh, were uh, mentioning before yeah. no yeah uh, that make it also not needing to consume much yeah know? Can you talk us through some of the other products? My favorite is the blueberry bar. Mm -hmm. That's my number one. <laughs> and you do one with nibs as well, I think, that I really enjoy. But can you talk us through some of the raw bars that you have? And yes. Them? And on the raw bars, the, you mentioned one with um, blueberry that has a 70% cacao. And the blueberries that uh, Pakari uses are wild blueberries that grow in the Andes, the plateaus, 
and are gathered by the poorest in the supply chain, by the people without land. And it's a gathering process. They gather this, this wild blueberries and then Pakari purchase from them, giving them a much uh, needed, you no know, regular income and uh, appreciation for their, for their work and helping them to improve their livelihoods. Those organically certified blueberries then go into the chocolate. They're dried first, you no, know, and they're smaller. And in Ecuador, they're known as mortinho. And this mortinho is the one that goes into this chocolate bar. Mm. Similar percentage of the same similar uh, percentage of cacao, we have another with pink salt. Mm. A pink salt from the Andes in neighbor country Peru in a place called Maras. It's called Sal de Maras. Mm. And Maras is a community um, that is there between Cusco and Machu Picchu. And for hundreds of years, over 700 years, they have been producing this uh, sal de maras in, in the middle of the Andes. And that salt with pieces of cacao, so cacao nibs, goes together in this chocolate bar. And then the, we have another row, 85%. Right. And then we go up, you know, and, and this 85%, it's much more fruitier, the, the cacao being used there. Uh, and um, the majority of the people think it's, it's a bit lower than 85%. So uh, I think the, the, the natural flavors of the, the cacao who make it taste in some way sweeter than it is, um, deceive a bit the consumers and they think it's even lower than I, have, I have to say when I came back from Bali recently I had really bad jet lag for the first week and that bar was the only thing <laughs> that could keep me up in the evenings <laughs> yeah. and the chocolate didn't do it only that one <laughs> oh good to know good to know we'll yeah. have to write that in the in in, in the reviews good for jet lag <laughs> good for jet lags and then we have the 100 percent. and on the 100 percent, we have two chocolate bars one uh like you uh, said with pieces of cacao with the cacao nibs so and this is a new creation in terms of the life than the the other one which is the plain 100 percent. So we had the 100%, which, by the way, is our best seller, is the bar we sell far more wow. than anything else here in the UK. Wow. And not in other places. In other countries, there are other bars more popular. But here in the UK, our 100% is the most popular out by far. And um, then the 100, uh, the, the 100 with cacao nibs was created. I will say less than seven years ago, maybe. And then we didn't know how to name it. And uh, because it has 1% of nibs and 100% cacao, somebody say, well, we don't call it 101. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so even the first packaging was saying it was 101%. Right. <laughs> Then we had we changed it because it was a bit confusing. The 
percentage, no? So, right. <laughs> but internally we still call it the 101. Right. Uh, uh, so it, it's 100% cacao plus 1% of the carnips to make it more crunchy, a bit different texture. No? Yeah, yeah. And we have the curvature as well. Can you just explain to us the difference between that and the paste? Yeah, well, the the the, the paste is raw. It's, it doesn't get any other process. It's not uh, templated. And then the, you have the cover tour who has this second um, step where it's smoother than it's a... Um, and um, and that's probably the the big difference between one product and the other, and um, and then the covered tours in when well, the end the cacao paste we only have one thing you don't add sugars you don't add anything where in the covered tour you could start then developing not only the hundred percent as we have but then you could reduce the the amount of cacao and start adding the the sweetener. No? Uh, so we have covered tours of 85%, which means that other 15 is sweetener. We have covered tour on 70%, 30% sweetener. Um, and then we have covered tour on 60% and sweetener. And uh, the sweetener that we use in the 85 and in one of the 60s is um, um, coconut sugar. And in the... Seventy uh, percent is unrefined cane sugar. Uh huh. So, if people were going to use the curvature to make their chocolate, they could expect to get an even smoother raw chocolate than if they were using the paste. The paste, yes, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, but but also, it, for me, cacao paste is the element that brings everything still from the tree i would say for me it's right. the closest to eating something coming from, from trees in 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 the communities if you go there they in many of them they still have their sacred kind of stone you know where they do the cacao ceremony and uh, it, we you do all the the work with the beans fears that which is done by uh, the males and and but then the 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 grounding you knowing that ceremony stone is normally done in many of the communities exclusively by women who are in charge and and one woman is in charge of that and then her daughter and so the generations go behind and, and start learning to, to do that um, and they do, they do the cacao ceremonies how often do they do them uh, I, I have seen in different parts, different um, uh, uh, periodicity, you know. So I I wouldn't be able to tell you now if there is a, if all of them do it in in one one uh, time of the year or more. Because, for example, recently I was in Costa Rica, and this community. Uh, did it a um, few times in the year uh, on depending on on the harvest they have two harvests a year and they do it a few times during those harvests but i don't know exactly how many times they do it mm -hmm. in in the napo valley or in samora chinchipe in the different parts mm -hmm. but that's a very interesting question i might have to mm -hmm. gather um but um 
But that, that's when it's done there in the local community, you know, that basic element of the cacao paste, you know, comes out from that grounding, you know, with the stone moving to the left and to the right, up and front, and you get that um, delicious aroma from the cacao beans without having had any other intervention. Yeah. And and even when you do it in the machines in the factories, you know, and you emulate the the process that is done in the communities with the with the stones, you know, it still is the most mm. basic element, you know, after the bean. Right. And and I like that in my I'm not a uh, uh, chocolatier renowned chocolatier I love do my things here my especially my hot chocolates I love them mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I do things here myself but but um so I wouldn't be even trying to suggest that that's the best way to do things but it's what I love most mm -hmm. you know? amazing uh, amazing is there anything else you wanted to mention about the uh, about those two products no but in terms of generally yeah in general i would like to say that through those two decades pakari has shown with um actions that another way of doing chocolate is possible right that another way of doing businesses is possible right and not just because we have to tick boxes is because what we have now is not working. Not working for people, not working for the planet. Right. And when we hear about these big corporations not doing enough and finding all sorts of excuses, you, you can say that's not good enough. There is another way. You know, when we put people and planet before profit, you know, we can do things differently. And that has today made Bakari be ranked, for example, with the Ethical Consumer Magazine at the top of the most ethical chocolate. In yeah. the previous rank, they were second, fierce, and then they top up the mark. Yeah. And, and they're going to continue doing. And hopefully in the next ranking, other companies are going to be also in the top of the mark. The more we have, the better. And but not just because we want to tick boxes, it's because this planet is the only home we have and if we don't look after it and don't look after the people who are there we are screwing very much our future and not only our but the ones from the other generation and yeah. that is very egoistic you know and we uh, are now in the position as consumer as well to make right decisions mm. and to force changes in the industries, politically, etc. Mm -hmm. And I think Bakari, by showing that this is possible, um, has planted a seed that other companies in other uh, industries doing the same and better. But this is what they wanted from day one. And step by step, they're achieving that. You know? So the, the company has been for years certified as a as a B Corp, now it's all a rush in trying to get that certification. It, it doesn't just buy fair trade ingredients, it's a 
Fair Trade Enterprise certified by WFTO. Um, the, in, in Ecuador, the workers take part of the profits of the company. And not only they're paying them better salaries, but take, making them part of the business. Right. They avoid any cacao coming from plantations who come from deforestation. They don't use palm oil. So they're trying to do everything possible, eliminating the plastic, et cetera, et cetera. So from, from different actions, you know, we can, as business, try to be a business for good instead of business that damages the, our own home, which is our planet. Amazing. So inspiring. Thank you so much. So interesting. No, thank you very much for the time and for all your questions. Very interesting. So, and uh, I love working with you guys. Yeah, speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Thank you for listening. You can check out the products we've been talking about by visiting Raw Living, rawliving.co.uk. And if you haven't got an account already, then do sign up. You get £5 off your first order. And also please do like, subscribe and share this podcast. It really does help.